it's not really a question of whether it exists. I mean, we've known for a while that it is a big issue in Australia um, and obviously the US as well. Um, the best evidence I have of that at the moment, other than um, student, you know, verbal stories, is the NUS Talk About It report, which was released earlier this year. Um, so that was a national women's survey in which over 70% of the respondents said they'd experienced some form of sexual harassment or assault. Um, and that, you know, is a clear indication that it is a problem. Um, yeah. Even though you, you say that it's definitely not a matter of if, it, it, it definitely exists and we've known about it, there would, there would be still people out there that think that it, the issue is overstated or is... Um, is sort of not as clear cut as you say. This this incident and the, the, this has brought a lot of attention to it. I think perhaps it's changed a lot of people's minds. Do you, do you think in some way that this was needed, like a big public uh, a big sort of you know public event was needed in order to convince people that it existed? Um, maybe. I don't think that this particular event is. Um going to change things as such. I think it's been a um, one in a number of events which have kind of brought people's attention to the issue this year um, and that's been happening both in the US and Australia. There's been quite a lot of um, cases that have gained a lot of media attention and have made people um, I suppose think a lot more about the issue than they did in the past. Um, and yeah, as to whether it was needed, I guess the answer is yes, that um, a lot of public attention around an issue like sexual assault is needed because otherwise um, it does. it is something that gets easily slipped under the rug because it's something that people don't want to talk about and don't really want to know about. So um, having that media attention um, has sort of forced people to think about it a little bit more and I think that's good. What, what changes would you like to see in order to, to stop, to, you know, to correct this problem? Yep. Um, I think removing the problem altogether is going to be a really, really long project and there's not really an easy answer to that because it's kind of bound up in lots of difficult issues like, um, like the fact that gender inequality still exists in Australia. Um, there are a number of issues which NUS is advocating for this year, though. Um, sorry, a number of, number of changes that NUS is advocating for on university campuses to increase support for survivors who do experience um, sexual assault. Some of the specific ones are um, things like accessible and clear reporting processes, because we do know um, from students' stories that... Um, university support is not very good and that most students who do experience sexual violence do not report it because um, because the support is inadequate essentially um, and because they don't believe anything will be done about it because that is the experience of a lot of students. Um, so that's something that we're focusing on a lot. Other things that we want to see change are... Um, having universities put resources specifically into support services like um, counsellors that are specifically trained to deal with survivors of sexual assault um, 
the the sort of the a lot of a lot of the commentary that sort of has come up around this has sort of focused on how when when a when a this sort of incident happens we tend to focus or the media focuses on the 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 male's future as in in this case of Brockton you know that he was yep. an aspiring swimmer that you know he had his future in front of him and all that sort of stuff and but for the victim we tend to look at the victim's past and try to look at you know what they could have done differently in order to prevent it i guess, I guess like a branch of victim blaming yeah i just wanted to find out whether that that's something that rings true in your experience in sort of looking at these cases and, and discussing them and, and sort of if you have any sort of ideas or solutions for that or sort of, you know, how, how things could be discussed better. Sure. Um, it is, yes, it's definitely a, a massive problem um, and it's something that happens um, to a lot of survivors of sexual assault at universities. Um, not to say that it doesn't happen more broadly and I think it happens all over society um, to women particularly who experience um, rape or other forms of sexual violence and harassment. Um, how to change that, I think, requires changing. Um, well, I guess for one, people's attitudes around who is at fault um, and change the attitude that, um, I don't know, somehow makes it okay for uh, men to perpetuate violence. Um, I think that that needs to be really clear and that comes back to education from very early on. So things like um, consent training around what is and what isn't consent and what is and isn't okay, um, starting from, you know, the very beginning when people start school, but also um, when people start university, I think that kind of training needs to be at every level. So there is um, very clear standards set out for what people can and can't do and then there shouldn't be any kind of um, sympathy I suppose at, at the moment I think there is a lot of sympathy for uh, perpetrators of violence they oh, you know they, they must have had problems going on that caused them to do this what's going to happen to them now that they've been um, create, uh, you know uh, described as this horrible person but that shouldn't be the case like it should be known from the beginning that it's not okay for them to do that and they should know yeah there shouldn't be any second chances I suppose um, as far as better supporting survivors I think that also comes down to education but also better support services I mean if, if it was really standard practice um, for when a incident of sexual assault happened that the survivor was expected to report it and expected to be given um, immediate support and counselling, then I would imagine that um, the amount of victim blaming and um, blame on the survivor that occurs wouldn't be the case because people would start seeing them as essentially the victim because that is what they are. In addition to victim blaming, there's also a lot of alcohol blaming that goes on. Do, do, you, yeah. do you put much stock in that? Sure. Um, that's an interesting one. I often get asked about this. Um, alcohol is something that definitely perpetuates violence and obviously um, there's no doubt that when 
people are in alcohol-fueled environments, such as, um, you know, college parties or, um, you know, end of end of semester gatherings or so on, that these incidents are more likely to occur in those environments. But I think that there's a lot of confusion around the role of alcohol in that it it does perpetuate the violence, but it certainly doesn't cause it. The um, if someone is going um, to perpetuate violence against women or violence in general, the intention has to be there at the beginning, and that's something that is created through um, a range of things. But one of the biggest ones is um, gender socialisation that you know encourages men to be masculine and to be tough and to um, treat women in a certain way. Mm-hmm.